Welcome to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast, where we cover topics related to the current social media scene regarding food with some of the most popular accounts around the city and talk about their success in Sin City and beyond. I'm your host, Philip Zhang, aka Las Vegas Phil, F-I-L-L. Check me out on IG or TikTok and feel free to email me anything at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to a different type of episode where uh, we are listing and breaking down the local IG restaurant accounts with the most followers on Las Vegas. Uh, Co-hosting this episode with me is the first return guest to the podcast with over 294K followers on IG and 423K on TikTok, and it'll be probably way more by the time this show goes off, uh, is Lindsay Stewart, aka The Las Vegas Foodie. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> this is always so much fun with you. You know, it's it's fun with you too, and I'm glad you're doing this with me because I feel like of all the foodies in town, you have great insight into, you know, all the stuff going on, and one of your clients is in the top five, so I'm super happy to have you on. Gosh, I'm so honored that you asked me because there's, yes, the five biggest accounts in Vegas, and I'm just lucky that I'm there with you. Oh, you've been, kill, <laughs> you've been killing it for a long time, so I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you're on too. What else have you been up to recently? Anything Anything cool? So what did we do? We went to, I've been to Resorts World, I think, twice a week since it's opened, at least yeah. on average. I haven't gone anywhere yet. This week was kind of just lay low, sort of chill, kind of staying at home. Last week was busy. Resorts World with you, we went to Wally's. And then that night I went back to Resorts World again with Sammy uh, and B. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so tonight we're going to Javier's at Aria, which is one of my favorite Mexican restaurants, favorite restaurants. Yeah, You've yeah. been, right? You've been there? Yeah, several times, so. It's just been um, on to a while for yeah. me, but yeah. And I go to Arizona tomorrow, just for a couple of days. Oh, nice. Yeah. You awesome. can go visit yeah, friends. we're looking to get away too, and Scottsdale might be on the list, but I heard it's been crazy. I mean, the weather's crazy. Yeah, obviously, COVID's crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about the new mask mandate? Only the employees, restaurant employees having to wear masks. It makes me scared. Yeah. It makes me nervous. I, I mean, I think wearing a mask, like, if I'm going to be completely frank, like, I'm vaccinated. And I think a lot of people that aren't vaccinated took advantage of it and didn't didn't really follow the rules and didn't wear a mask. And I mean, we're kind of in a situation now where it's like, we're going to all have to wear a mask, I'm sure of it, which I don't mind doing. I just, the people that aren't vaccinated, I think, really need to step it up and wear a mask. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. And and I feel like, honestly, I, I'm going to try to wear a mask as much as possible in the restaurants, just out of respect for the employees, because they have to deal with that shit, too. hundred percent. But it, I feel like they should have just had everyone wear it then. I mean, what's the point of... Right, having them do it. Yeah. If you go to yoga class or a cycling class, like, is the instructor the instructor's just wearing a mask? Like, that doesn't help. I don't know. I don't think it helps at all. I'm sure it's yeah. coming. I'm sure we're all going to have to do it. I just don't want people to be assholes about it. Just wear a mask. <laughs> you know? Okay. So let's get into it. Um, uh, actually, before we, we go into the top five, I wanted to go over some stuff before digging into the list. All of the accounts that we are, list, are uh, naming are confirmed to not have purchased followers. I did some digging, and really the easiest way to see if an account is fake is these days are through reels. Uh, so many stupid accounts that have like 1K plays yet 1500 likes or more on said post is literally impossible to do organically. Um, 1K posts would maybe equate to maybe 50 to 100 likes maximum. And if you're a restaurant fielding influencer requests, these days it's probably easiest to have an influencer send a screenshot of their reach for the past month. And you'll know right away if it's bullshit or if they refuse to send it at all, then you shouldn't even mess with that. Well said. You know, we also opted not to include accounts from the strip because many big ones like Buddy V's, uh, who might be the biggest restaurant one on the strip, um, have other, other huge accounts like Buddy V's own uh, Instagram plugging it himself and the Venetian Resort plugging it. So many of the casinos have big followings already and bring them followers. Um, this also doesn't mean that having the most follow followers necessarily means having the best work. Um, there are some outstanding Instagram restaurant accounts that are kind of round out the top 20, um, including ones like Magic Noodle, Janga, Island Flavor, uh, Shang Artisan Noodle, Carnitas Don Claudio, which has been going crazy. Good job, Damien. Carl's Donuts, Donut Bar, Truffles and Bacon, just to name a few, 
who are putting out stellar content with stout numbers of followers. And there's also a bunch of cool cafes and eclectic spots that could never hit 100K followers, but that doesn't mean the work isn't fantastic. There also isn't uh, an account in the top 10 run by a PR agency. Several reasons because of this are because most PR agencies don't last long enough with the clients. Several on our list have list existed for three years and, and wouldn't be able to see a social media account. Go, I mean, the agency wouldn't be able to see, uh, see that through for whatever reason. Maybe if it's a retainer or results or maybe another PR agency poaching them. Another reason was they don't have really great social media managers in a lot of these agencies. So I'm honestly surprised there isn't a burger account on this. Um, are you surprised? I am surprised when you said that because we've got hot dogs and burgers, but the burger accounts aren't run by someone like us or someone who does what we do. So maybe that's a reason why. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, most of the the top five feature universally loved American foods for the most part with a couple of twists to the classics. But yeah, I mean, there should definitely should have been a hamburger one on here. I don't know what happened, but who do you you think? Look, what do you, what we have Fuku Burger and Cali Fuku Burger should have been 100K a long time ago, I think. A if, long time ago. You worked uh, with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been friends with Collins, uh, Colin and Mags for a, a long time, but I never really pitched them on social media services. I'm sure a bunch of people have over the years, but I mean, they seem to be doing fine anyway. They were a truck first, right? Yeah. And they have their own brick and mortar shop. Yeah, yeah. They're they got brick two brick and mortars and now they're Allegiant Stadium. Pretty oh, amazing. good for them. Oh, yeah. wait, are they inside of uh, T-Mobile too? Or That's a good question. I don't know. I, think, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. So there's Fugu Burger, Cali Bombs. What other hamburger spot do you think? Drew was pushing, what, barcode forever. That's is the right, best burger. Barcode. And they just never did anything. They never ran with it. That's right. So. I forgot about that place. But I don't know. I don't. I can't think of another one. I mean, the most prevalent one, the uh, most uh, omnipresent one, is uh, probably Black Tap, but that's a corporate thing. So yeah, no, and I yeah. think that's run by a PR agency too. Yeah. Shout out to is Zobi still running it? Zobi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Zobi. <laughs> um, another point I want we wanted to make that it isn't easy, but owners themselves can run effective social media. And shout out to spots like Cali Bombs Brothers. Nielsen's Serial Killers has done an amazing job. Um, Craft Kitchen, Donut uh, Donut Bar, yeah, Slater's Fifty Fifty, and even a place like Coffee Religion, who were able to run up their accounts to five k, uh, just uh, posting whenever the owner had free time. So it's definitely not easy, and I think you know having us involved makes makes it easy for them to to not have to worry about posting ever. And I think that's the biggest thing because they're busy enough as it is. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it takes time. What's coffee religion at now? I haven't a little bit. 8888. Oh, nice. <laughs> lucky. That's lucky. I think yeah. <laughs> it's hard and to that, run a coffee shop, like you said, too. It and is. They're doing some great stuff there. And then um, lastly, uh, I mean, Lindsay pointed this out as well. I mean, these followings and the quality of the posts really impact the business greatly. It's how it gets eyes on the restaurants, uh, turns them to segments on big repost accounts like Food Beast and Insider, news channels, and much more. The quality of the account is the reason why out-of-town foodies uh, come in and, and check them out. If the account wasn't any good, they probably would just skip over them and go to something else. So don't hire people who post flyers. Don't do the fucking mailers. I mean, news channels, all that stuff. I mean, newspapers, that's all insignificant, insignificant now. And, and I think, especially with TikTok and Instagram, those are the most important ways to go. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get in top five now. Uh, number five is Creamberry LV uh, with 90.7 followers. Uh, they were established in 2016. Uh, started out serving only ice cream, waffles, and smoothie bowls. And uh, who would have known what they'd be serving now over five years later? Most famously known for their cotton candy burrito and a lot of trendy desserts that have blown up on social, like the Harajuku cotton candy egg waffle everything, and the first eatery to really popularize the insane number of scoops of an ice cream cone. Um, I remember maybe three years ago, we were shooting like the five scoop and 10 scoop crazy cones. Yes, so, I think we're the first West Coast yeah. to really do that. 
West Coast. Yeah. I think there's a shop on the East Coast that did it. But yeah, you're right. And awesome. people come and just then, not to Creamberry. Yeah. Mm. And then is sing single handedly responsible for this account girl times over with reposts on many major national accounts like Food Network and even having Food God personally just roll up in his fucking limousine on his own, right? Yeah, uh, he just DM'd the account. Yeah, just, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> and so let's talk a little bit about this business relationship and how it, it flourished. Um, how did you get involved with, with Creamberry in the first place? So Creamberry is actually my very first account. And I went there and had, I met my friend Michelle there uh, back in, I don't know, October 2016, I think. So Danny had just taken over because it was another owner before. And so we said, me and my friend had dessert and we were chatting. And then I realized, you know, he was the owner. And so I was talking to him and I go, you know, I can, I can run your social media account for you. Let me, can I do that? Like, let me do it. it actually took a long time for him to say, yes, probably like a month. And then he, he said, okay, let's, let's try it. We started at a really low rate per month. I was just so excited to get a paycheck and so excited to try, you know, try this uh, for him. So uh, not long after that, he told me he had this cotton candy burrito idea and I go, okay, let's do it. So he starts doing it. And then what really happened was the review journal came in and did a story on them, which I was very surprised that, sorry, review journal, but I was surprised it brought any foot traffic in, but in 2017, it was big, but much, it was big. And people started coming in he, and Danny was telling me, I've got uh, lines of people asking me for this cotton candy burrito. And I realized, okay, there's tractions. So I go, let me go do a video. And then that's when my video blew up. So I really piggybacked on review journal, but just because they were the first ones to really talk about it. Yeah. And this, this video is from uh, April, 2018. So this, so I couldn't find the actual original. But the first time I okay. posted was April 2017. But I okay. can, this even it says, I think, on the caption, like a repost, bringing it back. Doesn't it say that? Does it doesn't. It say that? Yeah, but the, the cutting open, that hold, I mean, just looks unbelievable. And you've done an amazing job promoting the Hell House Place. Um, the last two times I've been, um, there is a, there was a line out the door. I also love that the wall uh, features a lot of the, the big posts from social on there, giving a shout out to a lot of the people that have stopped in and, and helped uh, promote the place. Yeah, that was all Danny, the owner. It was all his idea. He's really big on that. And and what I also love is that they're trying to innovate it. Like they're not just sticking with just the cotton candy burrito. I mean, they're going for, they just introduced the, the, pan, the mini pancakes and they're constantly trying to come up with something new and different. So, and you're right, there is always a line. And the one thing I want to say to people is just plan ahead because this is not your average go in for a scoop of ice cream. Like it takes time to create and there's orders ahead of you. So people are going to have to wait a little bit for this, but it's worth yeah, it. Just be totally. prepared is all. And then, yeah, economy candy burrito, they're usually saying what about 45 minutes. Yeah. It just depends how many is ahead of them. But I mean, yeah, it's going to be a 45 minute away if you see a line at all. So at least. Yeah. <laughs> I've only <laughs> finished a small one by myself. <laughs> um, how many do you think you've eaten over the years? Oh, I've probably eaten <laughs> a dozen. A do I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm always taking a bite of it. I got to at least try it. And then it's always fun to watch other people try it too. You know? Oh, I bet. I bet. For the first yeah. Time. Last time I was there, I saw like an eight year old kid inhale a whole large one himself. <laughs> so. They're like in heaven and it's not as it's Dana White just went there too. And he yeah. even commented, did you watch the video? I did. Amazing. He was like, it's not bad. He's like, it's actually really good. Like it melts in your mouth. You know, people think, oh, like nails on a chalkboard almost with cotton candy and ice cream, but it's really delicious. It's a perfect combination. Yeah. I mean, it'll make dentists cry, but whatever. <laughs> this thing's awesome. Give them um, business. Aside, yeah. Aside from the cotton candy burrito, I think the fruity pebble puff, the egg uh, waffle puff for me is, is my favorite thing. Uh, because I love the ice cream and the contrast of the cold ice cream and the, the warm, hot uh, egg waffle. Do you have a personal favorite when you go in there? Actually, I really like the acai bowl. They have four different flavors. So I like the, just the regular, but they have the sunshine one. So they make it with um, pitaya and dragon fruit, strawberry. It's like really good and really fresh, but their milkshakes are really good. The bubble waffle, like you said, is really good. That one's really big. 
especially yeah. if you add an extra scoop of ice cream you could feed like four people yeah oh, oh so i hope good. i don't get shit for that because i just talked about my plate being it'll feed me for two days and i'm getting hammered in the comments about how is that little plate gonna feed you for two days <laughs> what for oh did it, uh, for makai i posted about makai oh yeah, that's right post, which blew I up said on TikTok, it's at three and a half million views, and people are just giving me so much shit that I that he's like that. Everyone says this little small plate is gonna feed you for two days. This will be a snack. So everyone's different, but that puff waffle will feed four people, in my opinion. <laughs> totally. And then, uh, yeah, the uh, the pan the mini pancakes that you brought up also blew up for you, for me, and for them. And yeah. unfortunately, those pancakes take a little bit longer to make. You know, you got to squeeze in the pancake batter, and then flip them over. So that takes a little bit of time. So people are waiting for that. So yeah, it's a little busy there. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, glad they're killing it. Glad they're still killing it. And I can't wait to see, you know, some of the new creations that, that come up in the future. Um, I love that they're always on top of, of everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, you promoted the hell of it. So I love it. And you did too. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for including them. <laughs> I'm so happy we made the top five. <laughs> of course. Of course. So next one up, we have uh, number four is Bulldogies. So Bulldogies with 96K followers uh, with their unique twist on the American classic featuring Korean flavors. And they're actually about to celebrate their 10th anniversary at the end of August. Um, wow. Such, yeah, such concoctions like the Angry Dog, which fe features a hot dog topped with spicy pork bulgogi or the bulgogi dog itself really catapulted it into a, another level in Vegas uh, as far as for hot dogs. Originally, so I run the accounts, but originally it was actually Drew uh, and Susie uh, unlocked and happy tummy. So I don't know what, exactly what happened, <laughs> probably money, but I took over in July of 2018. And I remember this was only my second account. I was really freaking the fuck out because I was like, well, how am I supposed to do, how am I supposed to match what Drew and, and Susie were doing? But yeah, somehow I, I managed to get through. I think the big thing for me was when people were taking the picture, the food outside for outside shots, I was taking everything inside and just doing it with lights. And I think that just gave it a completely different look and changed up really the, the look of the, the feed itself. Do you think that adding videos too probably helped? Help? I mean, that was probably around 2018 because you can see, like, look at that. Look at those pictures, how, pe how they're actually making the dogs, putting them all together. Totally, totally. Uh, people love the the insertion of the wiener uh, into bread. I mean, Tiki's is a big example of of that now. That's it's been blowing up like crazy. Yeah, people just uh, the sexual uh, innuendo or whatever of tips sticking out and things like that. So yeah, but video definitely helped a lot. It definitely took it to the next level. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Lucy and Boise for even believing in me to to take over the account. Um, I love working with them because they're really down for everything. And I love when, and it ha I'm sure it happens in Creamberry all the time, when people just show the phone and order from, from what they saw on the phone. Oh, so. that's the best. Yeah, you're right. So have you created any hot dogs, like you gave them ideas to like change the menu or additions or anything? That's a good question. We have talked about stuff for certain milestones, like for the 50K and the, maybe for the 100K, but nothing has really come to fruition yet. They've really kind of stuck around with the, the classics. And I would say the Angry Dog and Bulgogi Dog are, are probably by far and away the, the best sellers. Angry and, Dog is pork and... Yeah. Uh, spicy pork, Bulgogi, jalapenos, Asian slaw, a little spicy. Yeah. What about my favorite's the mac and cheese dog forever? I think that's such yes. a genius idea with extra cheese yeah. on top. Do you think they'll ever do a corn dog? You know, they actually do a corn dog. I've never, I don't think I've ever taken a photograph of it, but what? it's there. Okay. Yeah. But I'm maybe we should, that. yeah, maybe we should, uh, you should come in and we should get uh, corny with it and, and make like 10 of them and, and do some I fun stuff. I would love to see if, see if they can do a giant, see if they can do the pickle corn dog from Disneyland. Ooh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that there. Okay. Yeah, they serve it with a side of peanut butter and what? Oh yeah, that's right. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Renee Ooh, posted a great know. video. Renee hungry in <laughs> Vegas. She posted an awesome video of it. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. one of the, yeah. this is uh, yeah Lindsay's iconic uh, mac and cheese uh, photo. 
I mean, it's been reposted so many times. And I, I think you shot this maybe in 17. Yeah, I think I think, so. I think Drew was running the, the account. Yeah, because it was yeah, an we event were all at the, at the event together. And yeah, when Drew and Susie were running it, uh, we were both there just to shoot and support them. And I've tried to replicate the shot. I, I, I can't. So. <laughs> I, I can't. I couldn't either. So <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect timing. So. I had just posted, you know, the I just posted this the other day for National Hot Dog Day, and I yeah. got someone sent me a DM, and they were like, "Their hot dogs are good, but that hangover soup is the best thing I've ever had." So they also have amazing soup too. Like the food is really good. <laughs> yeah, and that's just another blend of the you know Korean and Mexican. I'm sorry, Korean and American uh, blended together. The hangover soup is excellent. I actually. Ayumi and I, my, my wife and I are actually personal friends of uh, the person who originally had that recipe for the hangover soup. She actually gave it to the owners of Bulldogies uh, for free, <laughs> and they've been using it uh, for the last 10 years. Pretty amazing. Wow. Was the friend yeah. selling it at a restaurant? or No. So Suki, uh, shout out to Suki, mm -hmm. uh, works at Encore Spa with Lucy, uh, who's one of the owners of Bulldogies. She was just eating the hangover soup that she had made. Uh, for lunch, uh, Lucy had some of it and asked if she could get the recipe and to start selling it at Bulldogi's because they were just about to open and and they put it on the menu. I, yeah. I feel like Suki needs to go and and uh, quality control, make sure that it's still the same. She should go <laughs> yeah. pop in there once in a while, <laughs> try it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if she she yeah she should have set up a royalty deal. That's what she should have done. That's but, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But, but yeah, the hangover soup is low key, uh, one of the best food items around, uh, one of the best noodle soups around. But yeah, in, in the sea of all the things that are going on in that menu with the hot dogs, the fried chicken, the rice bowls, the chicken wings, uh, sometimes the hangover soup doesn't get noticed, but it definitely should. It's awesome. Awesome menu item. For someone to just bring that up, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I love that you somebody know? did that. And uh, my favorite order these days is the Gangnam. Roasted pork belly, uh, seaweed, scallions, and sesame seeds. Really anything pork belly is my jam. And uh, this hot dog is, is probably my favorite right now, but it changes all the time. Yeah. How many hot dogs do they have on the menu? They have, I think, 15, 16. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, but they do like a vegetarian dog. They do like simple ones. The most recent one they added was another pork belly one called the Soul Dog, which has barbecue sauce. Uh, on it, kind of like a Gangnam, but just with barbecue sauce. And that's been a pretty big hit. But yeah, I mean, I've eaten this menu, God, 15 times over at least. So Wow, 15 times <laughs> over. I mean, it's been three years. We so. need to do a hot dog eating contest there next year. I had talked about that for their uh, for their 10-year anniversary, but they say they're too busy on the weekends to, to host it. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe one of these days, I think that would be fun. I don't know how many I could do in 10 minutes though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe three. Three? You can do more than that. I don't know. We'll see. So next one we're going to go to is Dirt Dog LV. Oh, another hot dog. Another hot dog one. And this is run by Drew, aka Unlocked, who's done a magnificent job um, with this account, featuring uh, over 102K followers, Originally inspired by the owner, Timothy Cam's discovery at a young age of Mexican street hot dogs uh, wrapped in bacon in L.A., birthed the fastest growing hot dog brand in Sin City, uh, now boasting three locations. And that has a huge part to do with unlocked social media marketing of the brand. So I remember in his episode, uh, Drew talked about uh, how the rainbow location, which is I mean, way down there close to Blue Diamond isn't really the ideal location at all. I mean, the storefront kind of faces the other way. You kind of miss it if you drive by it. You don't even notice it sometimes. But shout out to him for, you know, it didn't really matter where the location was going to be. It could have been in Pahrump, and there still would have been a line out the door had Drew posted it, I think. I think so, too. I don't remember having an event here. I remember this was one of his first accounts, I think, too, right? Yeah. But, um, but he's done an amazing job. Amazing job. I mean, really, we're looking at all American classics just taken to the next level. This is the video for the new Fremont Street location they have, which I imagine is smashing it over there. Oh, God, it has to. I don't even, yeah. I wonder how late it's open. I'm not even sure. But yeah, they have uh, tacos too. They also do tacos and fries. Yep. And they've gotten pretty creative. I mean, they've done like the super long hot dogs. I remember when uh, Raina, Raina is crazy, came in recently and 
and crushed one of the, uh, the super long hot dogs that they made for her. I think it was like three feet or four feet. Oh and uh, great partnerships as well with Soup Dog and the Dog Face guy. And yeah, just insane food porn. So do you have a favorite uh, menu item from here? Oh, the Elote Dog all day. Yeah. Oh, I think this, that's good. Oh, this is a flaming dog. Okay. Yeah, Elote Dog with the corn. Yeah, pastrami dog, I really like. I really love the patty melt um, with the fries and the cheese on top. Last time I was at Dirt Dog, that's uh, that's what I got for my to fill my munchies. So, <laughs> and it's nice because every hot dog is wrapped in bacon too. Yeah. Which just gives yeah. it like that extra. Totally, totally. Wrapped in bacon. Um, they actually use Nathan's hot dogs. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, this is 100% premium all beef Nathan's five to one dog. Five oh. to one meaning what, beef to pork maybe? Yeah, the, the patty melt's my favorite with the bacon bits, cheddar cheese, chipotle, aioli, and the fries. So shout out to Dirt Dog, shout out to Drew. Amazing job. Drew's unlocked. Yeah. I don't know if we said that. Okay. Yeah. Drew's unlocked. Dirt, Dirt Dog started in, in LA, I think, too. I think he was just like a little street vendor, like outside, like in Hollywood. Like, you know, those little carts. I don't know if you remember outside, like after a concert, they'd just be all grilling. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. where he started. Yeah. So it's amazing that it's taken over uh, Vegas as much as it has. Yeah, I, it, everything just pops. And I think a big thing, especially with all these accounts, is opening yourself up to brand new audiences by having eye-catching photos, having eye-catching covers that end up on the Explore page. And that's really how you gain a bigger audience, uh, people to follow you, is, is hit getting, the, getting on the Explore page. Do you have any advice on, on how to do that? I mean, it's easy for us to say, you know, I know. Oh, you know you well, get on the explore page. I mean, it's gotta be eye-catching, like you said, like you, the cover photo is very important. Lighting is the most important thing. Um, if you're gonna be inside, what, what really bothers me is when people backhand the camera, you know? So you're standing next to them and they are making like a hot dog, let's say, and you're on their left side and they use their left hand, right? So the left hand is just all the way in front of the, camera you can't see anything they're doing so um just try to be make sure you're open so you're, you're not blocking anything totally and i learned that from you way back when like you would always ask the cook if they're righty or lefty and <laughs> i still yeah. do that you did you learned that from me yeah i was like why does that even matter because and then i saw you know i was getting a lot of forearm in uh some of my cooking videos when i when i still didn't know how to edit or do anything but yeah i learned that from you Oh, wow. That's so interesting. That maybe that's not so obvious, I guess. To me, it's no, obvious. I'm like, get your hand out of there. Yeah. And then also, I feel like, you know, the Explore page, you got to view it as like a battle of squares. Why does this small square, what makes this small square want people to click on that specific one over the one next to it and things like that? So for me, when I'm looking at uh, posting a photo or editing a video, choosing a cover, it, I want to make sure that it still pops out even when the square is super small. So when I'm looking at my album, my, you know, all the collection of photos on my phone, if that one sticks out when it's that small, then it generally will do well on the explore page and, and do better. Oh, that's a good tip. So you just look at your photo album, like you look at your photos, like it was the explore page and you go, okay, that one looks really good to use that. Totally. Yeah. That's so a great, if, great tip. Yeah. If it's a millimeter, uh, square, then then I, I feel like that's that's a good way to, to kind of gauge. And there's still, you know, there's still a lot of hot dog places besides Bulldogies and, and Dirt Dog that I feel like this is kind of like the blueprint on how to blow up a hot dog, yet they still choose to fucking post their shitty photos <laughs> and incomplete, you know, terrible framing, bad lighting. Blurry, so, blurry. Yeah. How would you post a blurry photo? I don't know. I know, I know, but, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I see a couple of them out there that definitely should be up there with these guys, and I, I don't know. It, it's, it, I think maybe we think it's easy, but I, I guess it's not. So, well, I guess it's like ask for help, right? Like just yeah. ask questions, even even inquire and find out what it takes, or ask for tips. Like you're always saying, email me with anything, DM me any questions if I can help. So. I think that's important. I wish I wish more restaurant owners would do that. Yeah, I wish they too. But 
I, I can see from the other side too, maybe they're just afraid to ask or, or be approached or wor- worried we're just going to pitch them about our services instead. So do you get a lot of questions about posting or things like that? Or is it more mainly just restaurant recommendations? In the DMs? Yeah. I don't get any like, hey, do you, I, I get a lot of, can you come, can you come to my restaurant and help? Can you help me? Can you do a post? We'd love to comp your meal for you. I get a lot of that. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm not even going to answer it. I hate to say that, but it's like a waste of time, especially if it's just a regular, nothing exciting, nothing that excites me. Right. I understand. I actually try my best to actually respond to the ones I don't want to go to either. Oh, you do? Yeah. I think majority of us though, do just ignore the What the do you DM. say? Most of the time I just tell them it's just not my thing. I'm just not that interested in, in posting acai bowls and and things like that. So, I mean, those are so difficult to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's not exactly viral. And it's, it's hard right. too. like, and I don't always want to ask for money for these things. Like if there's something that like you like, and it's interesting, obviously you're going to go there. So yeah, just a combination of everything. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if any restaurants are listening, if you don't get, if it's a scene DM with no reply, then they're probably just not interested. Sorry. Honestly, I would hit the email button. I I really feel as if everyone should be emailing. Send an email and say, this is my restaurant. And this is what I could do for you. Or ask me, what can you do for me? And how can we work together? Or how can we be seen on your page? And and, and I think email is the way to go. I don't. I think Drew told me that a long time ago. He's like, they should be emailing. And I agree. It's just more direct. It comes from a real person. It's not just an account. I don't know who's running the account. I don't know who I'm talking to. So, you know, yeah, I agree. I prefer an email as well. It just seems more professional. Yeah. And then DMs, you know, I mean, all of us get so many DMs. I just, you just, you just lose track of them. Like, I I don't know who the contacts is because I can't find anybody on there, even if I flagged it. So, I mean, even if you don't know them. Yeah. I just had this group with this woman reached out. I want to do a thing on water street and we've been talking and this. Oh, should I have two? (laughs) <laughs> three weeks ago and I have no idea what her name is and I don't know her Instagram name. So that's gone until she right. somehow sends me another message or sends me an email. I'm never going to, yeah, you can't search for those keywords in your DMs that you can in the email, you know? Why not? Cause I, it, this is the same thing that exactly happened to me. I think I said I would get back to her and talk to Ayumi about the three places we wanted to go. And then I, I just lost track. Same. So. same. And I'm thinking about, it. I'm like, I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that together. I think that might be fun. I would love to. Juan's claim of fajitas. There's like that. There's a couple breweries down there. Let me dig up this DM and then maybe we'll, we'll find her and figure it out. So, okay. Or if you're hearing this, no. (laughs) (laughs) Moving onwards. uh, Number two is Amano Las Vegas with 120 K followers. Um, This was actually my first Instagram account uh, that I ran back in April 2018. It's a mom and pop in the middle of nowhere and in 95 that doesn't serve alcohol. But, you know, despite all that, you know, it's blown up big uh, through posts from Insider, Food Beast, Food Network, all the amazing posts on TikTok, like from Lindsay and uh, Damien, Hooked LV. Items like the pizza paizoni, which is half pizza, half calzone. And of course, the fat baby, the giant hoagie stuffed with pasta and poured over with all this crazy, cheesy sauce. So all the credit to Jay, Chef Jay and Mary uh, Weber, the owners, uh, for being so open and receptive to going fucking crazy with it. And it really has paid off dividends for them. So super proud of, of what's gone down here. I love the lines out the door. It's a small place in the middle of nowhere, and it's just uh, carb heaven right over here on Annan 95. I so, remember our first event there. I sat with Suki's Planet, I think. She was there. Eliza. There was just a few of us, but the pizza, the oh, food yeah. was so good. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Ago. So, uh, yeah, Suki, who invented the hangover soup, <laughs> was also works with uh, the wife, Mary, at Encore, and that's how... That's how they got involved with promoting Amano. And this was back when they were still doing like regular pasta, gourmet pizzas. Holy shit. I totally forgot about that dinner. So we went to that dinner and um, I just remember I, uh, Taz was there. Fantastic food. 
And I remember thinking, man, this food is so good, but it's so freaking far. It's just a little tiny, very cute decor on the inside was just so well done. Their desserts were so good and they were just the sweetest. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to showcase a regular, you know, pizza, whatever. So then after that, when did you come along? Because after you came in the picture, that's when the Pisones happened. That's when these fat babies started coming in, right? Yeah. So we had that dinner, I believe it was in November or December of 18, uh, sorry, 17, uh, when we had that dinner. Yeah. Four or five months later, you know, they had no traction. I mean, their posts were, were, weren't great. And, and so they were just looking for a way to, to get, you know, new, new people in there. And, and that's when I started in April of 18. I actually thought of, I mean, I saw the pizza calzone um, existed, I believe, uh, from a place in New Jersey before, or Yonkers, or something like that in New York. And I had been pressing them to do that for a long, I mean, pretty much from the get-go, but we didn't actually put it out to maybe August of 2018. And that was when the really the first wave of new customers and, and interest came to Amano. And then so one year later, the, the fat baby. And I remember initially shooting it with Jay and, and me and Jay are sitting in an empty dining room with nobody in there. And he's just looking out the window. He's like, Phil, if this doesn't fucking work, it's over. <laughs> so yeah. Thank, well, fortunately, fortunately it worked. And, it worked. I, I'd say it worked. Yeah. And then your most recent amazing post and all these are what really keep it going. I feel like there's always renewed interest. It's always new to somebody somebody, even though it's not new to us anymore. And thank you for, for all the support and everyone's support for, to keep it going. So oh, it's great it. content. And I get a lot of people, the most, my most recent post on TikTok, it, it did, it got over a million views, but a lot of people were like, oh, that looks disgusting. I can't believe that you just take a baguette and fill it with pasta. That's got to be so <laughs> like cheap. And, and I'm like, you know, I take offense to it now. Cause it's like, no, this is actually quality food. Like taste really good. These are their homemade recipes. Like, wasn't he a chef for, wasn't he a chef for Dana White? He was White the chef for or, Dana White. Yeah. yeah. For a long time, for like five years or something. Five years, It's not yeah. like he's just cooking up some crappy food. <laughs> and he was a yeah, chef. I think like, many, that's, that's what he did. Yeah. And for a gimmick food, I think, yeah, that's really the first reaction is that they're surprised at how quality the ingredients are. They have a baker who custom makes this bread for them. All the pizza, they age the dough for two or three days before it even gets in the oven. How much is the spaghetti meatball fat baby, do you know? The spaghetti meatball fat baby, I believe, is $16. Wow, that's such a good deal because that's, yeah. that'll, feed, that'll feed a lot of people. That's yeah. a lot of food. Yeah, nobody, almost nobody finishes it. I'm going to say maybe 5% of people actually finish the whole thing. Uh, yeah, no way. You're wrapping up the rest of them like, like mummies. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do a, a Reina like mummies? Did you do a Reina challenge here? Yeah, yeah. So Reina came up there and um, finished uh, two and three quarters. She could not get pushed through and do the third. But oh, so she finished two of those fat babies. Yeah, she finished two. She finished the one with the gigantic chicken on it, called the filibuster. Yeah, she finished. I forgot what the other one was. Um, but yeah, she couldn't push through and, and finish the, the bread on the last one. It's probably because she ate 10 pounds of fries at a fondy for lunch that day. Um, but yeah. <laughs> How did she do two places in a day? I have I'll no idea. I'll never know. Girls yeah, the Yeah, she's yeah. insane. I really enjoyed her podcast with you too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, um, my favorite things there are definitely the pizza paizoni. I love the calzone stuff with maybe pepperoni. And then I just like the traditional pepperoni mushroom. And then for fat babies, I prefer anything with red sauce. Um, the lasagna one, which isn't the most photogenic one, actually tastes amazing. Do you have a favorite item there that you've had? Well, the lemonade. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Rosemary lemonade. That rosemary sure. lemonade is insane. Um, just yep. a regular spaghetti and meatballs, but then also the one, the I don't know what it's called. It's the marinara with the cheese sauce. I think they just call it marinara cheese sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And the Alfredo, obviously. I just like how stretchy it is too. Like you can't, that's not out of a can or a jar. Like they're making that. So they're that one right there. Oh my God. That's so that impressive. Ever. So they're going to, they're having another location. They're going to change locations or. They're going to, tr 
They're going to try. I mean, they've been searching for a second location for a while now, just something close to the strip. I mean, so many of the DMs that Amano gets are just, can you deliver to Bellagio? Can you deliver to, you know, Excalibur? And always the answer is no. So they, a lot of the tourists do the $100 round trip ride share to go up there and, and eat there. So, I mean, it's worth it. That's like a bucket list item. This is like, and I think more and more people are coming to Vegas for the food now, which to me is exciting because I mean, we're foodies, but it's not, it's not gambling and there's no shows. So yeah, people are, people are commenting, can you believe we're actually coming to Vegas and we're just going to check out the food? And I'm like, yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I love, you know, I mean, the anticipation of just coming to Vegas and going to all these places. It's so, so exciting for them. And that gets me excited too. You know, they've, they've saved up all, all year to make this Vegas vacation and, and they blow it all on epic food like this. I love it. I mean, you got to, I, sorry to digress for just a second, but does okay. it, because you've lived in Vegas for so long, been how long, 10 years or? Uh, we moved here in 06, geez, oh, September of 06. Wow, a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we've seen years. everything. I mean, back then there was only maybe two ramen restaurants. Wow. One of us was all the way on the east side where the original Bagel Mania was. Um, oh, so it's not there anymore. It's not there anymore, no. How was Spring yeah. Mountain back then? Was Spring Mountain still as popular? Spring Mountain is Chinatown, by the way, that's five minutes off the strip. Was it still busy and popping then? I think it was still popping then, but, you know, obviously there was less plazas going on. The only There was only three, really, that were going off. It was the one where... Shoku and Partage and everything is on and fuck him long. Uh, Chinatown Plaza was still bustling. The Hong Kong seafood place, which is no longer there. And maybe one other plate, one other plaza where Ichiza is, where the only really real place to go. I mean, it's amazing that Shanghai Plaza and that other new one where uh, Shigatonin is and Imperial 888 are located now. It's crazy. I didn't even know those spaces were even possible to build anything on and I didn't think there was anything available either. That's like a whole other story. But so what I was going to say was before you lived here, when you went to visit Vegas, Mm -hmm. like, it's just like that getting on the plane, getting off the plane in Vegas and you're around all the slot machines, getting to your hotel. It's like the first time you open up the hotel room and you get the drinks ready and you're there to party. It's just, I'm, I'm jealous of that. Yeah. I'm in Vegas feeling because I just haven't had that in so long. (laughs) Drinking on the plane on the way and just having the fever, the Vegas fever. Like you're Um, ready to go. Yeah. 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 Throw the bags in the room, hit the crafts table as soon as possible. (laughs) Exactly. That's just like, I mean, we should, we could do a staycation, but it's just not the same. (laughs) I know it isn't the same. The excitement's not the same, but yeah, I still remember that feeling as well. And that was a, that was a, that was really exciting. So (laughs) All right, cool. And moving on to number one, CJ's Italian Ice and Custard with 123K followers. Although tumultuous as fuck, per Drew's episode of the podcast, if you want to listen to uh, that whole thing, it's episode 10. This was initially really, though, the perfect fucking storm, combining this longtime dessert spots that started in 2012 and Drew's amazing talent for making food videos pop and really revitalized the, the entire brand. I mean, even when I still go there, Ayumi loves it. There's still a line out the door uh, with all those crazy cones, all those amazing presentations, and one of my favorite soft serves spots. So yeah, congratulations to them. I know it's a, it's a crazy thing, but still killing it now. So my favorite order, I le- really love like the basic stuff, just the the soft serve with some fruit. Uh, Ayumi loves the Captain America ice, which is just a red, white, and blue ice. Do you have a, a favorite thing from CJ's? I just like how it's the Italian. You get the ice and then the custard on top. That's like, yeah. a, is that tr- very traditional? Or I don't know if that's even traditional, but. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a staple. I mean, it's it's one of the big things CJ's is known for. So. I love that they have the Sour Patch um, ice. That's probably, and it has sour patch, sour patches in it, and then they put more around it. That's very clever. I mean, yeah, I think Drew completely blew this place up. Yeah, I don't think it was anything. Uh, it was, it's way bigger than obviously when he first started. But then, yeah, yeah k- kudos to John for keeping it going because 
he's not like this isn't his full-time job his job is to run a run a restaurant you know multiple right. so the fact that he's doing this as well is very impressive that he kept it up yeah and then they incorporated a lot of you know famous brands that of course everyone knows reese's fruity pebbles you know cinnamon toast crunch all that stuff and really just added it to to the great roster of items that they have i wonder was serial killers inspired by this you think Oh, that's a good question. I would love to have Chris. I'm like, I would love to have Chris on the show. This is your show. <laughs> but I would love for you to interview Chris because he's in, from Serial Killers. He is truly, uh, he's amazing. He's inspiring. He runs his own account too, his own Instagram. Yeah. And he's very successful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I would love to ask him. I wonder. Yeah, there's definitely some similarities now that I, now that I see these things. But, but yeah, sure. Serial Killers is to itself a whole different, ball game those gigantic massive bowls that you covered a while back and and all that stuff is pretty insane yeah we should go there we should go check that out but props to cjs for doing this crazy crazy shit like on 420 when they took a custard cone and rolled it in weed (laughs) (laughs) and then lit it on fire i mean that's just like way to strike a nerve with people i'm sure but that gets people talking so and exactly exactly he's got the balls to do it like I don't know if I had a restaurant, if I would have the balls to do that. So I'm excited for Drew's restaurant, (laughs) Drew's ice cream. Sorry, not sorry. I cannot wait to see what he's going to come up with because he's, he's a genius. He's smart. I think he has a ton of great ideas, very off the wall, innovative, and that place is going to be fun for sure. I agree. I agree. I, I can't wait to check it out and can't wait to see what happens in the future with sorry, not sorry and all this stuff. In a couple of years, we'll have to do another top five and it'll be interesting to see who's on that. Yeah. Well, I want to do a top five on TikTok, but is there enough restaurants, restaurants killing it on TikTok? Um, I can think of Makai. I can think of... Oh, Makai is killing it for sure. I don't know. But yeah, maybe we'll do that next time. Yeah. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah. In a year. No. <laughs> Six months. So congrats to all those guys for uh, killing it. Thank you to Lindsay for being a co-host and contributing a lot of great insight. Thank you so much for having me, Phil. Again, this is always so much fun to to go through this and dissect it and talk about it. And congrats to you. You have two freaking accounts on the top five. I know. Two. That's so wild. Yeah. I never would have thought that would have happened. Between you and Drew, it's like you guys got it covered. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it it goes back to consistency. You got to be posting on a regular basis. You can't let it, the account sit for a week. And yeah, stories are, are huge. Um, these days, you know, starting with a poll or at least at very least opening your stories with a video um, always gets more engagement. You're big on the polls. Love the polls. It's, they're fun yeah. too. It's like this or that. But yeah, it really helps with engagement. I mean, it could, t- it could triple your views, you know? Totally. But, totally. but interacting with your DMs, answering questions, knowing where your requests are in the DMs, replying to comments. People have questions all the time and maybe setting up your profile is big, right? Like having a, a phone number or an email button or your hours of operation. Those things are important. People don't go to Yelp as much as they used to. They go to Instagram. They want to make sure that it looks good before they don't. And then they'll go see, you know, everything else reviews or something. But Yeah, the basic step is your profile. Fix that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well said. In the nicest way possible. Fix that shit. I mean, right? Like, I mean, I wish there was like just a uh, five steps to increase your viewership or engagement. Like, it's just so easy. Just your profile, lock it in and check it and don't let it sit. There's nothing worse than not getting back to somebody after a week, you know? Like, they've already forgot about it. Yeah, I agree. And it's always cringeworthy to me when, when you or I take over a new account and we see like 20 requested DMs or 30 requested DMs, like they just don't look. And it's some big account that wanted to come in or whatever. And Right. And they yeah. missed all that. Yes, 100%. So yeah. any, any, I mean, you just did an entire episode on how important it is or the top five of these amazing Instagram accounts. So if you really, if you're a restaurant out there or anyone and you want tips, like go look at, um, an Instagram that you admire, you know, or go look at one that's in your similar ballpark. You know, if they're, you have a, if you have a hot dog restaurant, go take a look at their dog and bulgogi's page and see where 
oh, I could maybe do something like that and kind of implement your own little twist because yeah, that's going to, it's going to help. How important is it, Phil, to have this presence on social? I mean, I, I could easily say Amano would have closed down a long time ago had they not started social media. Isn't that sure. crazy? Yeah. I can't imagine what it could do to other people's lives. I think it's turned their lives upside down, hasn't it? Just it has. Better. It has. Yeah. I mean, on a recent shoot, you know, back when they started, there was maybe four people in the kit, four people in the restaurant working. And I mean, last time I was there, it was like 14. It was crazy. I remember when I went with you, I, I, the kitchen's not that big. And I go, how many people are, we're, we went on like a Tuesday. How many people are in this kitchen? You had two cashiers. They had like four people making the pizza. They had three people making the uh, fat babies. I don't even know who's doing dessert. Yeah. So you're yeah. right. Yeah. Totally crazy. And then they actually have a person tucked away in the back, just on a computer taking reservations all day, just answering the phone. So crazy. You so, didn't know that. Good, yeah. good job, Phil. Thanks. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, you think about yeah, dirt dog would not probably, I mean, wouldn't have three, three locations if not for Drew. So in Vegas. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing, so amazing stuff. Yeah. So important. And then, yeah, if you have any questions at all, I mean, feel free to DM Lindsay or me. Uh, we'd be happy yeah. to answer anything. Yes. Let's do this again. Thanks again, Phil. For sure. For sure. And let's have drinks next time. I'm going to ask you, we should have, cause I'm ready. <laughs> Four well, last time I drank with Drew, I couldn't drive to dinner. Amy <laughs> Linda had to pick me up to go to new Asian barbecue, which was fucking embarrassing. That so. is pretty funny. <laughs> Well, so. I'd love to do that next time. And we'll just awesome. make sure that well, there's Uber. It's no, no problem. So. For sure. So guys, thanks for listening to all this. Till next week. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast. For more information about me and where I've been dining recently, check out my Instagram and TikTok at Las Vegas Phil or feel free to drop me an email at lasvegasphil at gmail.com.